Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Make Mine Mayday. This time, we're going to be covering issues 28 through 32 this particular episode. And uh, I've got Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Network. Thanks to our two patrons, Scott and Vinkman. Thank you guys for your help and your contributions to the website. Uh, definitely helps. And if you want to figure out what uh, else is going on, well, the fuss is about, go to patreon.com slash Network. If you want to be a part of the program yourself and want to have a voicemail played on the show, you can always do 818-925-6631 or leave us an email if you like. Make my mayday at gmail.com or network at gmail.com. And if you want to join a great Spider Girl community, you can always go to r slash Spider Girl, or you can go to our uh, our Mayday's Hangout on our Discord page. Uh, go come hang out there. So we got some guys saying hello. Uh, Ryan says hello. Vinkman says hello. And uh, thank you guys for your for your support. And uh, so we're like I said, we're going to get started really quickly. Um, yeah. Now. I've seen. I've been seeing pictures of it in the wild. Kelly, have you got? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, fun, fun time story. Uh, I had it shipped to an Amazon locker since I didn't know if I was going to be here or at my parents or at work or whatever. Um, the way back uh, before COVID times, when I had pre-ordered uh, Volume Three, I would have it for today, but I, um, my car. Uh, decided it needed all of my money and um, I have I only got it back yesterday and did not go to the Amazon locker yesterday and have not had time because adulting and work uh, today so tomorrow I should pick it up but it is out there um, apparently I think the official I think the official thing is that the first pushback date which I think what was a week before 4:20. That was yeah. the true date. It was Amazon and a couple of your larger retailers, due to the storm uh, that happened a few weeks ago, did not get theirs until last week, and it was more than likely just logistics on um, actual like shipments into their warehouses to get them ready okay. for, uh, you know. That's my mother calling. Wow. I'm sorry, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was just more of that. So they are out there. They are out there. Uh, I think the day that it dropped off Amazon, they through pre-orders alone only wound up with about nineteen left. So online. get them while you still, Yeah, and, get them while you and, still can. and they gave us a discount because. I mean, I was willing to pay the 50 bucks basically, but it actually came out, I think, what, uh, 44.95 after taxes for me. Yeah. So, I, have to, yeah. I think it was like 38. I think it, and then like even then it went down to like 38.99 the next day to try and get rid of those last couple. But that means that when it sells out, they can ask for more. And that's yeah, what you got to so, do. So buy, buy them, uh, give them, donate, donate one to your library, donate, you know, keep one for yourself. Um, libraries will always take trade paperbacks. Sorry about that. Jess. Not all, I, not not all libraries. <laughs> yeah, moms like to call it on times. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Uh, she didn't realize she was making a cameo appearance in the podcast today. Uh, so yes. Um, I have not gotten my volume three yet. I forgot that uh, my 
I it's been so long since I, I hadn't checked double check my pre-orders, so I have to go back and fix that. They've got it on hold for me, but uh, I haven't got it yet. So I was like, why haven't I gotten it yet? And I'm, sure enough, that's why. But um, so uh, well, that's sad. Vinkman's not gonna be able to watch the entire live stream, no. but you can always go back and watch the live stream. Come back and watch. I mean. We also need to get our audio only caught back up. That is my objective for this this next week. Okay. Uh, since there is no Spidey Dude experience, there will be a Make Mine Mayday, but there's no Spidey Dude experience. Okay. I'm not releasing any new episodes of a- ASM Classics. Obviously, the finale of Spec Radio is this week yeah. uh, as of this recording. So I am taking the entire week and working on getting all of the audio. Um, for Make Mine Mayday and Spider Dude Experience caught up, especially because I want to push everything for the month of May. Starting in May, well, my goal we need, is... We need to work on scheduling our episodes yes. as well. So yes, we'll, we'll definitely... We, uh, we, we, need, we need a behind-the-scenes meeting on that. Um, yes. But yes, okay. So that's still fine. Everything's going to be fine, Vinkman. You can still catch us, and we are going to work on getting our audio only out. So yay! Yes, yes so that's that is the goal. Is next week, first with uh, Make Mine Mayday, and then Spider Dude Experience after that. So um, and getting those squared away, uh, and also making sure that all our streams are good because uh, Spider Dude Experience for some reason was showing up twice on Spotify. So I got to figure out why that's happening. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, that is the that is the housekeeping, so to speak, uh, of stuff that we got going on. One of the things I want to do, and uh, as I was going to say, is starting in May, uh, be caught up on our audio so that way our our patrons like things because that's one of the perks. Also, uh, we're going to try to get together one weekend night and do like a shoot the breeze uh, interaction with our with our patrons. So if you want to be a part of that, join patreon.com slash network. So that is our plan. So we're just trying to get things a little bit more consistent. It was my fault. We fell behind, but, uh, and I'm also, there's some also new stuff that's coming behind the scenes for Streamyard that I'm really uh, excited about. It, it's going to, I think, enhance these, these streams overall. Well, and, we'll see. We'll see how it works because it's but, always glitchy when it first comes out. But anyway, let's go ahead and move on with the show. Cause I don't yeah. think we have any real spider girl news. Um, and yeah. we do have a lot to get through. Yes, we do. Um, so Kelly and I were talking, uh, there's something that's notable about this particular episode, uh, is that we have a new editor in chief in the credits. And so it, uh, we wanted to kind of, kind of talk about what was going, not one, what's going on with Marvel at this time, I misspelled the uh, banner. So for those of you watching us on, YouTube, you're seeing me. So let me kind of briefly explain. Bob Harris takes over as editor in chief in uh, 96 or 94 uh, as part of the five editors in chief with the X Men and then eventually becomes the sole editor in chief. Uh, his tenure would end in in the year uh, in 1999. Now, uh, Joe Casada, or excuse me, 2000. Joe Casada takes over uh, after Bill Jameis. Uh, becomes the president. There had been a rotating cast of people at the at the presidential at the president's level. Um, Jameis was kind of brought in to kind of take a good hard analysis of 
the overall line. Um, Harris had approved things like the Buzz miniseries, like Dark Devil, uh, but there was also a lot of cost-cutting measures going on at this time because Ike Perlmutter and Avia Rod had merged Marvel with Toy Biz. And as a result, they were, I mean, draconian cutting of costs with Perlmutter. So as a result of that, a lot of things started to get it getting cut. And that was one of the reasons that Fantastic Five and Wild Thing were only five issues and that we only had many series of Buzz and Dark Devil. So those are some reasons why those things were happening. Uh, and so Joe Casada takes over as of issue 28. So after just a little over two years publishing time of MC2, MC2 is kind of in a precarious situation and was constantly on the chopping block. Really? Yes, we've talked about 17. Yes, we talked about 12. But and we even talked about 27 being a soft ending that was potentially planned. But Spider-Girl's sales had stayed so consistent that it kept getting renewed. Um, and we'll talk about that as we go through these recaps here. Uh, so the way we're going to do it was like we've been doing in these last few episodes of Spider-Girl. Kelly's going to do a couple of recaps. I'll do a couple of recaps. Uh, we'll kind of go back and forth. But that's really more or less what's what's going on at this exact moment. When we get to more pertinent stuff like Season of the Serpent and March for Death, I'll definitely go into more about what Jameis and by proxy Casada were really pushing at that time. But we're about 30 or so issues away from that. So we're this is just kind of a tease of an ongoing thing where we'll talk about what's going on with Marvel as much as possible. A lot of my sourcing, uh, just so that everybody knows, and I highly recommend this. Uh, Marvel's the untold story. Marvel, the untold story by Sean Howe is a fantastic, fantastic book. It's available on uh, Kindle ebook, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, also I think available in paperback. It's a really great read. If you really want to know the history of Marvel, uh, comics as a entirety, it goes all the way back to the day, early days of Martin Goodman, all the way through the Disney acquisition. So, um, great, great book. Highly, highly recommend that. So, you want to know more about what's going on they don't talk a lot about mc2 in the book truth be told but they talk about a lot of things going on or in marvel which indirectly affected mc2 so that's what's going on with marvel time so with that i'll turn it over to kelly and we can kind of get to the reviews if you're yeah. ready all right i think i'm ready let's hope my all internet right. wants me to be ready all right so we're going to start with spider girl 28 um, and it was released November 8th, 2000, with a cover date of January 2001. So we're starting to get to the official end of the 90s <laughs> and the 9-11 and the, uh, issue will be coming Oof. up soon. Yeah. Although I, I, like, uh, I like the one we had because it had nothing to really do with it, but it's it hits nonetheless. That one's going to be a fun one for us to try and review, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one yeah. is going to, that no. one's going to hit. I, very I different. yeah, but it's one of my favorite things of all time. So, Agreed. all right. So Spider-Girl 28, the breakdown. 
Uh, we see raptors stealing food over jewels now, which is quite different things and generally have very different motivations in stealing. So what's going on, Brenda? Well, we don't find out on the next page because we cut to May sleeping in since no spider power, since she doesn't have any spider powers, she really doesn't need to be getting up at five in the morning for training as May makes herself some cereal. Peter gets caught by MJ trying to flick a piece of toast at May's head to see if May maybe, maybe gets her spider powers back. Uh, May understands the silly food fight and tells her father how much she misses her spider, her spider sense and how she uses hers, which is a little different than the way Peter uses his. And he wasn't quite aware hers worked differently um, or that he could use his spider sense in that way. Um, May sees that Raptor is on the loose looking at the Daily Bugle and she feels responsible to catch her. Moose is avoiding Courtney because of the last issue, like he said he would. Um, but obviously it's hurting Courtney's feelings because she really doesn't quite understand what's going on with Moose. And Jimmy is watching intent on doing something. But we don't know what because he just looks like he's going to murder everybody. Because that's the way Jimmy looks. Um, <laughs> May skips class to visit Normie who is in psychiatric treatment after last issue's events. May asks him if he misses being the Green Goblin and and explains she can't really be the web swinger she once was. So Normie suggests to just become a different web swinger. Uh, also, Normie picks a flower from the garden and then gives it to May. And I am going to note all of these little things and hints we get along the line, because I do think it's going to be an important topic later on for us to discuss. Um, and we cut back to school and Jimmy is still looking like he's going to murder somebody at lunch when Brad comes uh, comes and kind of stands near him because he doesn't sit down even though Jimmy's sitting by himself. I don't get Brad. Anyway, uh, they talk about the misunderstanding between Moose and Courtney and Jimmy goes back to staring and contemplating um, what Brad told him, you know, that Moose is thinking that Courtney is dating JJ like the rumor mill does, and just kind of thinking about what he can do to make his friend happy. Um, as May destroys her flower, uh, probably in contemplation over what to do about Brenda, uh, she decides to make a call to Phil, who is at the police station. Meanwhile, Jimmy confronts JJ over uh, talking, you know, over what, what he's doing with Courtney, and, you know, JJ feels like that's intrusive, which I agree because Jimmy doesn't know JJ and could have just talked to his friend Courtney about all of this and figured this out from her. But all right. Um, yeah, this, you know, this, this plot is a little contrived. I'm not going to well, lie. No, 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 it no, it makes perfect sense. The issue, though, is like there is this underlying current of Jimmy wants to talk to people man to man. And I'm not okay with that because he could have just talked to Courtney and it would have resolved everything, but he's not going to talk to Courtney. He's going to keep talking to the men in the situation. Cause you think about it, like, it's even Davida gives JJ the cold shoulder, but like Davida's a gossip hound. So Davida loves the gossip and just trust yeah, it. Jimmy knows better. Time. Jimmy knows better. And yet Jimmy doesn't stop. He just keeps doing this anyway. 
because uh, I mean, and it, it does really adhere to Jimmy's attitude, like towards the whole he didn't seem to care that May had no feelings for him, like that, and all he was doing was being creepy. But anyway, well, this is going to um, come up in issue thirty-two. I know we're going to talk about that because I there's there's one panel that I went, dude, really, really, yeah, dude. We'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Sorry. But no, you're fine. So anyway, uh, Phil in his golden goblin garb meets up with May and is ready to kick some raptor butt, but that's not quite what May had in mind. Jimmy decides uh, back at the school. Jimmy decides to antagonize Moose, calling him a coward for respect uh, for basically, you know, respecting Courtney's wishes. Like Moose. Moose misunderstood, but Moose is being respectful. Anyway. He's being the most mature, even though he's being slightly immature. Well, he's like, be- no, as to quote him, he is being a bonehead, but he's not being an immature bonehead. He listen he listened to what she said. He took it the wrong way. Yeah. But he still Which listened is classic to her. Yeah, but he still listened to her. Versus Jimmy has not even talked to his friend. Anyway, uh, calling him for a ca- so Jimmy calls Moose a coward, and then Jimmy explains that JJ and Courtney are just friends, much, much to the excitement of Moose. Um, we cut again to Raptor stealing some food again and leaving it on a doorstop. As Raptor flies away, she's hit by a pumpkin bomb, and Spider Girl's on Phil's glider using the pumpkin bombs. Raptor tells her the glider is ridiculous, which no comment. And they fight as Raptor explains, you know, she's stealing food to help her victims because she doesn't want to create any more trouble and wants to help. And this is basically the only way she knows how to do this. Uh, and, you know, she's especially now that she's kind of on the run from the law. It kind of makes sense. This is the only way she feels like she knows how to do this. Um, May tries to tell her that, you know, she get a good lawyer and maybe get out of some of this. But Brenda knows that. Her crimes are going to equal some jail time no matter what, and she doesn't want to risk it. Raptor gets the best of May since May doesn't have her spider sense, and she goes crashing down. We cut back to the library where Moose uh, talks to Courtney and they make up, which makes Jimmy finally smile and look less murderous slightly. And Raptor, uh, then we cut back and Raptor is getting the best of May, uh, like I said, causing her to wreck the glider. And May realizes she can't always rely on these spider goblin gimmicks all the time. This isn't uh, this isn't going to work. So she needs to do she needs to do more thinking and more planning. And so it's time for Plan B, which means getting up at five a.m. and working out. And that is the end of this issue. This is a good one. Uh, yeah. I, I I love this cover. I, I just, this feels, and, and knowing what we know now, this is obviously this was being created at the tail end uh, and being, you know, scripted and, you know, pr- produced at the end of the, of the Harris administration. And it feels much more classic than what we're going to get later, as we'll explain moving forward. Uh, so I really like the cover. Um, I really like, Love the artwork. Uh, Pat's art is just great. I, the the page with with May, you know, just acting like a typical teenage girl. I'm like, okay, that that's May. 
you know, where she's wait, she wait, wait, sleeping in is an act. It's a teenage girl act because, like, I mean, that's it's, what it's a teenage act in, in general. Is what I was what I'm saying because sleeping in is a dude. I, I I was one of those teenagers that loved sleeping in. I didn't like getting up early. Once once I slept a full 24 hours, and my mom asked what was wrong with me. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I. I think I the most I've slept is 18 hours, but that's because I was like up for like for almost 48 hours straight with like. No sleep. I have no. I have honestly no clue what had happened. Just, just I was that tired. Narcolepsy for I that was, night. I was, I was like, that tired. I was that well, tired. Your body. I mean, in, in fairness, when do I really sleep now? I, if you you could, if you would, if you were able to, you would mainline like iced coffee into your veins. Like you wouldn't even drink it. You'd just be like, I, "Get me an IV of iced coffee. I'm good." I, Okay, so like the only reason we even knew something was wrong with the car is because I went to get iced coffee, and um, I still haven't been able to get my iced coffee. <laughs> oh, Kelly. That's why those sweets yeah. suck so bad. Uh, anyway. Uh, so anyway, no, I, yeah. like I say, love, uh, love the issue. I like the relationship with Normie that's starting to be developed in this issue. Uh, you know, May going to visit Normie just feels like a very May thing. Uh, and the way you know Raptor trying I, I to like, I like I like the uh, the delinquency right away. <laughs> the truancy, yeah. just not screw it. Just skip in school. Can I go hang out with my friend at the sanatorium? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean this in a good way. Like I really like I love their friendship. I love both characters to death. They are my favorite. Uh, it's just. You know, that as I was sitting here trying to write things out, I'm like, this isn't because it's like that immediately happens. And then you wonder why, like, Pete feels uncomfortable with her hanging out with Normie. <laughs> yeah, because Normie, Normie doesn't even like question it other than he's like, aren't you supposed to be in school? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> OK, OK, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like I say, I, I I like this issue a lot. Um, some of the ads kind of take me back a little, uh, especially Ultimate Spider-Man, which I know we're gonna have to talk about in a future episode. Uh, and can, talking about the we don't the, have to. Well, just talking about the dichotomy between them pushing Ultimate. Oh, the way that they were marketing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is that, but at the same time, there you also then have to go into the atmosphere of the local comic book shops at that time and how let's say uh yeah. mostly toxic they were towards certain kinds of comic books over others and that had nothing to do with necessarily marvel or even their marketing it had a lot to do with the people that were on the ground and, and, and anyway we'll we'll we can go into it when that approaches um, I mean, from my thing is like I, I agree with you on a lot of this. Uh, to me, it's it's a good it's a good issue. I really like it. I I really like that Raptor really does think that this is the best she can do, even mm -hmm. though like there's still very selfish means and motivation in what she's doing, because it's to make herself feel better, and she's still like she's still being a criminal. And it's all to avoid jail. And it's it's not, you know, 
the thing is, is like as much as it's like, okay, she's sort of getting in the right directions. She's still vastly lost because this is the world she's grown up around and the world she's been around. Mm-hmm. And so she really doesn't know entirely how to be a good guy. Uh, and I, I do like seeing that because it's like, it's very much a misunderstanding, obviously too. It's like, like I said, normally people steal food because they have to, they don't steal food just because, I mean, unless they've got yeah. like a mental, like a klept, they're a kleptomaniac or something, but normally you steal food because you have to, you have to eat versus, you know, stealing jewels is a, is a thrill seek or it's, you know, it's to make money. It's never like just because you have to. And those are kind of, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up because it's like, she feels like, okay, these are the essential things that I have to do. Exactly. Versus exactly. that. Um, and then, you know, as I've always said, Jimmy creeps me out. I don't know why he just, but he keeps creeping me out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I get it. I get it. He's like, he's a friend and he is like, I guess a decent guy. Like he cares about his friends, but like, yeah, I, I don't think I'd like, like if he was a real person, I don't think I'd like him. I think I'd be vastly annoyed with him most of the time. So by the way, to all the zoomers, we had Pokemon well before you guys did. Okay. Got to catch them all now. For those that are watching, they, they're listening they to the audio. That. That's rude. That's so rude. They know that. The, I know, but I just saw this ad and I was like, oh, it's Pokemon 2000. I remember watching that movie in theaters. Yeah. You that. know what? And they remember watching it on DVD and not VHS like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That is, that is, that's a VHS, isn't it? Yeah. That's v- <laughs> uh, now on DVD and video cassette. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it also got came with the exclusive Pokemon card too. But yeah, so definitely takes me back. Um, that and Buzz Lightyear. I didn't watch one Saturday morning because I was starting to get a little too old. No, I mean, but... I wasn't. And I didn't watch Buzz Lightyear because it... I'll hold my, I'll hold my opinion. I, <laughs> it wasn't I... the real Buzz Lightyear. No, I mean, well, it, it was. Well, no, because it's like it's the in-universe situation. I mean, I, and that's fine. I... I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. I think somewhere around this time, I don't know. I watched things like Recess and Doug and Hey Arnold and Rocket Power and uh, Fillmore when Fillmore came out. But see, even then I was probably getting a little too old for Phil. Like the Fillmore was only one season anyway. But I I like the stuff. I like the stuff that had really good stories. Yeah. Not to say that that's not shots fired, but um, <laughs> I I like the yeah. I, I liked having like really like a really really good character driven story even at a very small age. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into issue twenty nine. There we All go. Right. So cover date. Uh, February 2001, released December 13th, 2000. So the last issue of 2000. Oh, wow. Wow. 20, over 21 years ago. All right. So the breakdown starts. May is training with the Lady Hawks and gets the wind knocked out of her. Uh, Phil reminds them training's almost over and everyone needs to get where they need to get to. So school, work, etc. As the twins duck out, Phil lets May kind of have it on how unwise this looks and how dangerous it is uh, if she doesn't have her spider powers. May lets us sink in at school when she sees Nancy Lou being shown around by her boyfriend, JJ. 
So someone maybe should have been paying a little bit more attention to her friends. Uh, though losing her powers is a big deal, and I get it. Uh, I, you know, I just also get that her friends don't know what they don't know. So it's sad. I do have to say though, like nobody. So did anybody see her get kidnapped by Normie? Like at all? Or did they even like report that? Like what happened there? Like what was the aftermath of that? Because like if she got kidnapped, wouldn't they actually like want to pay attention to her or understand if she needed to like leave school for a bit? Because there would be some trauma there. But apparently nobody really cares if May got kidnapped. Everyone still just cares about JJ and Courtney getting kidnapped. <laughs> I'm kind of a little lost on what's going on. Um but, you know, I will also find any any excuse to, like, make everyone feel really bad that they don't treat May, May right. She does a good job. She does a very hard, thankless job of saving their butts. And all they do is just leave her and start da dating new girls because she's not emotionally available. <laughs> so anyway, uh, at the police lab. Peter is saying how he'd never quit being Spider-Man. Um, so revisionary, revisionist history here or a difference in MC2 versus 616. We don't know. Uh, and Phil reminds him, uh, you know, he did quit. And then Peter only acknowledges the loss of his leg. But Peter is worried about May doing something foolish and Phil agrees. Meanwhile, May and Mary Jane get into a really heated row because May tells MJ she wants to be a non-powered superhero like the Lady Hawks or American Dream. MJ, with every reasonable fiber of her bones, tells May she might be an above-average athlete, but she's no match for the guys with guns. May busts out of the, the door in a really dramatic fashion to visit Normie, and she goes over the fight as they play pool. Normie agrees with Mary Jane, and May does too, but May doesn't want to quit being Spider-Girl, especially with Raptor still hanging over her conscience. Normie suggests that they lie to the sanatorium to make a field trip because he thinks that he might have a solution. I feel like this is like also what within maybe two or three days of one another. So like within two or three days of Normie being like really supportive of her, they have uh, lied to to his doctors and she has skipped school. I'm just throwing this out there. Not a good look, Mayday. Not a good look. Not a good look on either of them because he's 19. <laughs> yeah, he should. Well, he should know. He's 19. She's 15. This is not a good look on the outside. Anyway, they head to one of the goblin hideouts. Uh, the normies is not sure if her if his dad or his grandfather bought it, uh, but the utilities are paid through a blind trust, and way May is welcome to anything in the building she might need, including way newer goblin gimmicks. Normie feels like he owes her his life, and the least he could do is continue to keep her hero game going. So May suits up, gets her gear on, and flies off. As May flies around on the glider, she does let us in on a little Normie secret. He's afraid of heights, and flying makes him nauseous. Meanwhile, May is trying to find Raptor, and a costumed hero busts out of the Daily Bugle, who is apparently a hunk, and even May calls him cute stuff out loud and like openly flirts with like and flirts antagonizes him uh trying to talk to the guy about the damage he just caused when nova comes in tells may to back off they argue because no he doesn't have the right to tell her to back off that's rude he needs to stop being a richard 
and a fight ensues. As much as May doesn't want to fight the super hunk, she does what she can to subdue him, but it's really not a match for him, and it's clearly not a match for Nova because he goes down. Um, you know, and he doesn't, and this new superhero, even though we know, we know who he is in hindsight, but right. he doesn't want to give his name as knowledge is power. I do respect that attitude. And as the guy's, as the guy flies away, Nova starts in on how Spider-Girl should have backed off and May rightfully tells him to shut up. She tells him that he can't discourage her and Spider-Girl is here to stay. Uh, as May passes by Cafe Indigo, she does see JJ and Nancy having coffee together and feels really bummed out. And that is the end of issue 29. All right. So, again, the best thing about this issue is that Mayday finally puts Nova in his place and finally stands up to him. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy Normie helping her out and the yes. start of the the web the quote unquote website. Because mm -hmm. I, 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 I call it the funny. hideout in my in my recaps for I mean it is a hideout. Loop. It is a hideout, but it then it got called the website and it or you know, like Peter calls it the bat cave. Yeah. Um, uh, this image right here of Mayday putting the costume on uh, really often good. really good, often used. I think it was actually used in um the Spidey encyclopedia entry uh for mayday um i don't have i don't have handy so i can't double check that but uh the again the ads take me back this is start of the ultimate universe uh I, I like this i like the mystery man i like this element i i okay I, when i started rereading this when i got the when i finally got the single issues yeah, but we know how old he is may like what did they do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, May. What are you doing? He's, he's flirting uh, with men older than her. Yeah, I mean yeah. that could be like yeah. So um, we don't want to spoil for those that are following along who this character is, but like, yeah. needless to say, it's going to be like sixty issues down the road. <laughs> we'll see well, him on. I mean, you you start to kind of figure it out in in the issues that you cover. Right, right, right. There's some hints that are being some thrown people, out here. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just more of like I was waiting on those issues because I thought they I thought they put it in one of those. But if not, then, yeah, you're right. It is going to be. It's going to be think later. Started, OK, so so from reading this, they start hinting at it here, but they don't yeah. go into explicit detail of the origins until way later. So yeah. there will be a full blown explanation, but you're getting that you're getting the well, subtle. Hint. One, one, once we get a hint and I mean, I think we can just kind of go out and say it cause it's, yeah. I mean, it's Brody. Yeah. It's Brody. <laughs> it's a Brody cyborg. Well, that's yeah. the part we need to wait on. We don't want to spoil things on our, yeah. you know, uh, okay. going over that's a, a 20, you know, as we stated, this is a 21 year old issue. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, um, we didn't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Um, we get there. We get there. Yeah. May is very much acting out in this issue and you're starting to see a little bit more of her acting a little more defiant, which I appreciate. I, well, um, so I, I think the issue, I never 
took so I think like maybe I took it as slightly defiant in the beginning, but like even me rereading this, I don't think she's necessarily being defiant on purpose. Like there's the issue is is she she is determined, and we'll talk about this a little bit like later, but she is so determined to prove herself, maybe not even to like it's not even to others, it's to prove to herself that she still is Spider Girl, regardless of these powers or not. Yeah. Because it is, you know, she knows that this it's almost this nat like yeah, like nagging responsibility in the back of her head. She knows she has to go out because Raptor is her responsibility. She's let her go. She was she was supposed to get captured and didn't get evaded capture. That's that is her goal. She has to go do that. So how is she supposed to do that without her spider powers? Because the thing is, is there is no like, you know, when everyone's saying, Well, you don't have spider powers, so you can't do anything, so bye. She's like there has to be something I can do. And right. it, you know, it's, it's almost the opposite of uh, Pete. Cause yes. what was it like when Pete loses his powers, Pete quit being Spider-Man. As we discussed the revisionist history, if, if it is aligned with the six one six, but again, as we stated last episode, it might not quite be the case. And there might be a lot more differences in that past. Right. Than we are well, aware of. Yeah. 32 that- is really an example of that too. There's, there's obviously a lot of hidden years to steal a X-Men title uh, that was being published at the time yeah, by John but, Byrne. Um, so, but yeah, but, no, I, I yeah. this issue is really great. Uh, obviously for me, this, uh, for those that are w- listening to us in the audio version, I'm pointing to the uh, Activision's first Spider-Man 3D game on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I played it on the N64, but because uh, I didn't have a PlayStation at the time. Okay. But wait, wait, that wait, takes... I'm sorry. I we were talking. I was actually talking about the issue, and oh, you literally sorry. said, "Oh, anyway, here's this." Oh, my my bad. My bad. Continue. Continue. I thought, a- I thought. No. No. We were my talking bad. about Peter and how he didn't have power. Like this is May is the opposite of Peter in yeah, this. Sorry, she doesn't have. She doesn't have her spider powers yet. It's not going to keep her from donning her webs. Right, and, and, and that's that's also uh, the, the Peter felt the burden of Spider-Man differently than, than Mayday doesn't feel like it's a burden. It just feels like that's something that she's, it's the right thing to do. And that is something that's different than Peter because Peter, when he quits, he just quits. Uh, you know, you could argue too, that he, he directs his need to serve with his job, becoming a CSI and, and an investigator. So there is that element. So he does take that, a different track well, of responsibility. Mean, I'm, I'm even talking about the six one six, where when he doesn't have the powers, he still stops. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and, it, does, it does eat at him too, but like it's a different way than it. With her, she immediately sees it on the Daily Bugle and goes, "Okay, I have to do something." And just so where Peter is constantly like, "Oh, but if I do this, you know, everything else," because we can already see what's happening to May. She's losing her social, you know, her social life completely she's not there but it's almost it's like it bugs her when she sees it but she still moves on mm-hmm. versus whenever it happened with pete it really did bug him like to the point that he didn't know how to balance it she kind of is just like and and that it, also it, goes into more important two. you know what i mean yeah that goes also into two sorry uh, sorry about the squirreling um that goes into mayday's always been able to balance the different social circles because she's she's friends with all the popular people, she's friends with all the geeky people, and they start you know coalescing 
to towards each other over the pro, over the course of the series, but she's always been able to do that. And mm-hmm. suddenly, with Spider Girl now, it's it's you know you can get it over, you can get, get there quick, fast, quick, and in a hurry when she had her powers. But now she's having to use you know things that she's not as familiar with. She's I mean she's got natural skill because she has that natural athleticism, like you've talked about, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, it is weighing on her. And with Peter, I, I, I just feel with May, there's not that sense of, there's not a sense of guilt. It's just more of a well, sense no. of obligation. Yeah. Well, it's also, I don't think it's, I wouldn't necessarily say obligation as much as it's like, this is just, it's not a guilt driven sense of duty. It's a, it, it's, it's a service to your, your neighborhood. It's a service to your world. She wants to do the right thing and she wants to be, she wants to help people at the end of the day. And that's, and like that, she's found a way to, you know, as, as has been said in multiple interviews uh, with the creators, like this spider girl is a way she balances everything that makes her may in, you know, at all, like in one time, because if she's with a popular kid, she can't kind of be, you know, nerdy, because I know, like, we'll see later on, like, she does like science, and it, it always seems to be English is kind of her struggle bus, uh, you know, but she likes science, she likes math, uh, with, you know, you know, and but she also likes to be a jock, and she does like gossiping with her friends, and, you know, just being, you know, she, she likes hanging out with everybody but she sometimes in those social circles she has to kind of hide bits and pieces of who she is versus when she's spider girl with the mask on she can just be herself and yeah, it's, it's very similar to her dad in that way too because yeah. sometimes sometimes it feels like the real peter is the one that faces the criminals and peter parker sometimes can be a mask depending on who's writing him um, and you're right. It, she does. I feel like that she feels the sense of there's okay. For me, when I look at may, I think of Ben, how Ben approached being Spider-Man when he was tasked with the mantle is that he was much more f- fun and, you know, kind of footloose and, and fancy. Like he just, he kind of had a, 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 a joy about it that Peter didn't approach, especially in that era of when that was being published. So I kind of look at May in that sense of she's, she, she does it because she feels an obligation, but also because um, it is, she is having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, and it's, this, this is an interesting, interesting dichotomy because you know, there's a there's a lot of issues here, and uh, nearly every I think every issue, yeah, every issue we covered tonight, she doesn't have the powers. No, so she doesn't um, get them back till next. Uh, it'll be in next our episode. next episode. And Ron has has a Ron friends has a comment. Hello, Ron. We're talking about your artwork here a little bit. For May, it's an inbred sense of responsibility, and I could I could agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, I mean with yeah, I mean she's probably heard the speech. Uh, hundred times, you know, with great power comes great responsibility in various ways. I'm sure from the entire time she's been alive <laughs> for Peter. So again, a really good issue. Um, like I said, real brief, uh, great artwork, 
um, and just a just a really fabulous stuff. And yes, uh, the, the, the ads always take me back. But uh, from here, I'm jumping f to the recaps. Yes, issue thirty, which uh, has again for those that are not watching us on YouTube, or you're listening to us in the audio. Uh, I'm holding the covers up. Issue 30 is kind of unique because it's a homage to the first Spider-Girl cover. Uh, and it's got a kind of a strange trade dress here. <laughs> I mean, I so I really like the cover. Like, I think that it's a very different cover, but it's also got kind of a... a like, even if that was put out now, like, I think it'd be really interesting and dynamic. Um, the only issue is it just feels so... It looks so final. It does have a sense. Why of does it look so final? It because I don't remember it. Like I don't remember thinking it was supposed to end at that issue. But at the same time, I think like at the time this came out, yeah, January twenty fourth, two thousand one. So I don't really remember. I, I don't think I was on the internet at ten. So I have tried looking oh. and looking through the archives. Unfortunately, there is there's. There was a lot that was lost before they took it down on mm -hmm. comic boards yeah. because the way their archive system worked, it was a rolling archive. And so mm -hmm. things would fall off over time and they only yeah. kept, they only kept about 10 years worth of stuff used oh, to, they okay. kept it all the way back, which I understand. It's a server issue. You can't yeah. keep everything. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking in the, in the, in yes. the original comics too, uh, it is a little different on the next issue blurb from 29. But uh, yeah, it's a. It, Ron, it's Ron's a, asking if it ended in a splash page, and I can't remember. Uh, number thirty does end with her okay. in the splash page. Yes. Okay. Then. So that answers the question. We were talking about this literally right before we got on air. Yeah, uh, but that's such a weird. Okay, that that's a weird splash page though, because that it is a weird splash page because she's flying in the the glider. So uh, okay, all right. Issue begins. Okay. Uh, with uh, Mayday and is she, she's training with Stinger in American Dream. The title of the, of the book is Winds of War. DeFaco and Pat Olive do script pots and pencils. Al Williamson's the inker. John E. Workman has been doing the last two issues lettering and does all the letters for the rest of this episode. Uh, so different letterer we got starting with uh, issue 28. So uh, they're, they're chatting things up when suddenly Mainframe comes out. Mayday throws a pumpkin bomb at American Dream and ends up hitting Mainframe, which uh, Mayday has to apologize for. But she's being summoned because Tony Stark wants to talk to her. Uh, so May gets to meet Tony Stark for the very first time, demands her presence. He's very displeased with the events of last issue and wants to know more about uh, the situation with Buzz. And May is really put off by this. She's very upset at the fact that that Tony's, you know, kind of just being rude towards her. Uh, she's talking with uh, Normie at, back at the hideout, and then Mayday ends up going to the Daily Bugle on her way home, talks with Miss Moore uh, to try to get some more information when suddenly the door is open, and guess who's there? It's Tony Stark. Uh, Tony Stark was the was the funding, uh, funded Project Human Fly, which I don't think... Uh, I'm, Going off memory, but I don't think that was revealed in the Buzz miniseries. This was the first time that I think it was talked about. Who I mean, they, they talked about a benefactor. Yeah, but they didn't actually say yeah. who it was. 
Um, and so we're, we get the reveal that it was in fact, Tony Stark and Stark global. Um, so uh, she sees also the mystery man and his civilian guys uh, following Tony. Um, but then guess who's there? It's JJ with Nancy and she's kind of a little, it's, it's Nancy. So JJ's okay. going to go talk. It makes sense. They haven't right. talked and he's just hanging out with her. That's true. That's true. She's put off by it though. So I'm just going off what's in the issue. But I know. As you explained, I'm just I'm makes sense. It makes sense in story. So Mayday's kind of lost in thought. Um, you know, so she decides that she's gonna take matters into her own hands. So she decides to leave a message for Raptor in the sky. Uh-huh. Uh JJ sees the message and he's you know kind of getting his thinking, I need to go take care of, you know, maybe I should need to go uh, follow Spider-Girl around to kind of get, get talk to her. Mayday gets home and gets confronted with Peter, MJ, and uh, Phil. So they all saw her uh, message in the sky. And, you know, this is where the chickens have kind of come home to roost, so to speak. And, you know, Mayday reveals that she's been hanging out with Normie. Um, MJ gets in her face and she's like, what are you trying to prove? And, you know, um, she's trying to prove and she says it implicitly that she's more than just the powers. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> they ground her. So she is grounded. Uh, meanwhile, while she's, while she's sitting at home being grounded, Raptor goes to the, uh, trying to want, just wondering what's keeping spider girl. Meanwhile, the buzz is buzzing around trying to, trying to, uh, find spider girl herself when the Avengers are out trying to hunt down the buzz. So we then cut back to the height. Uh, obviously Raptor ends up taking off because Mayday's not showing up. Um, we get back to Midtown high school where May's uh, in class when JJ's asleep and Slattery is of course unamused. Uh, Davida does not help the situation with her comment about mm, wonder what's been keeping him up at night. Hubba, hubba. Wait, she constantly says this though. I know it's just, it, I didn't, I, I guess I never noticed it until we started like going through and reading these issues so close no, together. I noticed it and everybody else is just like, why do you like not like Davida? Why do you not like Jimmy? And I'm like, here are my reasons. Observe. Yeah. I mean, um, it's not, it's, it's not bad. It's just, I, it, it's kind of awkward. Like <laughs> she's really, really obsessed with whatever she thinks may is doing at night. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like really obsessed. That's it's weird. It's very weird. So coach Thompson stops the girls in the hallway. He says, Hey, Nancy, need a recruiter because we're smelling, I'm smelling state championship because he's being a typical coach. Cause that's what any coach would do. Now I know in uh, Texas, there would be like a, there's a period you have to sit out like the rest of the season you can't come until the next season, but uh, you know, that's just me bringing real world things into it. So Moose shows up and uh, well, it's like it's real world. I think it just depends on the school. Yeah. And depends on the state too. Uh, if they have the, and the governing bodies or whatever. Um, so, Obviously, Moose shows up, shows the the Daily Bugle talking about how the Avengers are being tasked with uh, capturing the buzz, which causes Mayday to call Stinger. And she's like, look, you know, it's don't pay attention to the hyper uh, the hyperbole. You know, it's basically true, but we're just trying to get some more information from him. So 
Um, you know, so, you know, basically Stinger's like, let us handle it. We'll, we'll take care of things. JJ then of course shows up and, uh, tries to ask her, he's like, dude, we haven't been seeing each other all this mu- all that much. Let's, let's hang out. Let's, let's spend some time together. And maybe gives him the cold shoulder to go help out a friend. The irony of ironies is that that friend is in fact, JJ's <laughs> alter ego, you know? So, Mayday decides to do something foolish and decides to that she's going to defy her parents and she's going to do the right what she feels like is the right thing. So she goes back to the to the hideout, gets the glider, gets the suit, and Mayday last splash page of issue 30 is the big splash page of Mayday on the glider going out to fight the good fight. So there was a blurb for next issue, so even though it looks final on the cover like we've talked about there was going to be a next issue. So yeah. Uh, Kelly, what are your thoughts on this? And um, so I really remember, I remember very vividly reading this as a kid. Uh, so I remember my frustration with it and it's not like bad frustration. Um, it's just more, I felt what may felt. So I felt frustrated about her getting grounded. Um, I felt frustrated by JJ. Um, even though, you know, it is really funny that she's technically kind of blowing him off to go help him. And he's mad, like, you know, he kind of ultimately gets frustrated with her and is why he goes to Nancy in the first place because she's not there. But she's been helping him this whole time. They just don't know. And like I said, they don't know what they don't know. So this is how this kind of works. But I don't know. It's it's just weird to kind of go back and read something that you remember feeling really frustrated with because I can remember as a kid being so frustrated. Cause I was just like, why, why'd you can't like, why'd you ground her? You know, sh- she promised she'd have to be somewhere. So you should just let her like honor her obligations. But you know, that's also like 10 year old kid speak versus I'm an adult. And I also now understand now that I have friends that have kids, sometimes that's all you can do in that situation. Cause I mean, she kind of went under their, she went behind their backs on all of this and it wasn't right. And they know too, she literally lit up the sky saying, Hey, spider girl is going to be right here. I I think it's not a safe situation. I I think in my notes, I literally wrote decides to pull a Johnny storm and send a message in the sky. Well, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I think that that's the whole situation. I was thinking more like from a parent standpoint, like she lit. All right, we we know like Crazy Eight, Killer Watt, like all these villains, and she's literally basically saying, "Hey, Raptor, meet me here." He, and yeah. everybody saw it, so that means even not just Raptor saw it. Like it's not very safe, and we know she doesn't have her powers. So right. thinking thinking at it from like from Bill and and MJ and Pete's side, that is vastly reckless. At least with Pete and Johnny, they always met at the Statue of freaking Liberty. So it it, it would take some time to, to meet for a supervillain to meet Peter and Johnny. No, someone, someone should have wrote a story where that like got ruined too. (laughs) Cause that was pretty dumb of them too. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I got where it came from. It was just more like I could also understand why she got grounded is what All I'm right. trying to say as much as 
I I still feel her frustration because I think that that would have resolved so much of the drama that happens later if they had just met then. Uh, yes, agreed. Um, I felt I this is like there's it's a weird reading this as a parent now because yeah. I'm identifying much more with Peter and MJ than I am necessarily with Mayday, even though I identify with Mayday as, as somebody that read these, you know, these, these stories over the years. But uh, I, and unlike you, I wasn't reading them as consistently until about 30 issues from now. But I, so like, I get why Peter and MJ react the way they do. And Phil's just kind of like the uncle. He's, he's, he wants to be the fun uncle, but then he's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, you know, support. Well, the, I mean, the- he cares. He, he is still an adult and he cares about her. I mean, the issue is, is like, he's, when you kind of take that role of aunt and uncle, regardless if that is blood related or not, you do have mm-hmm. a responsibility to help guide that kid to not, you know, at least like not die. So <laughs> let's not die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're tasked with babysitting a child, you, the, the number one thing that you want to ensure is that make sure the ch- the child doesn't die, you know, fall off yeah. of uh, a sofa and bonk their head or, you know, or, you know, fight a super villain unnecessarily. You know, those are the things you have to ensure. So, so yeah uh i like i say i don't have much to add more than that i i really identify with it i love i love the books um uh i i like how moose is moose is like the most red jock in the history of comics because like he reads the daily bugle every single day and we've established why even though he, he i think he's kind of you know put aside the whole courtney a spider girl thing obviously, as we've talked about in previous episodes, but, but he still still really likes Courtney. And that's my thing is, is he, Moose is a good guy and he honestly thinks things through for the most part. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things can still get a little miscommunicated, but he always thinks about respecting everybody's wishes, everybody's like time and space. He's very, thoughtful and he thinks he does think things through which is something that like as we can tell in her friend group not everyone does Uh, well truth be told if you if you're following along and listening to us and following along reading these issues moose is probably of the friend group undergone the biggest transformation and the most character growth and the Mm -hmm. most layers because he is you know the beginning he's just he's just the bully and now he's just this really big teddy bear of a guy that just loves his friends. And we didn't see that when he's just the bully. Well, you know, he has brought that out of him too. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, he, he said he wanted to be a better person for her. So that's, you know, he, he feels she deserves a certain kind of, you know, man. So she, he wants to be that and that's what he's going to do. And I think that that, kind of helps push him into being a better person because it's not necessarily like he's changing himself to fit her he's just saying you know this this is the kind of person i would like to be and she's the motivator to make the or the catalyst for for this growth and i i mean i like moose a lot so 
He's, well, he, and, I, and, I think he's probably my one of my favorites out of the friend group. Yeah, and, and look, uh, you know, as somebody that recently got married, you're looking for somebody that brings out the best in you, and certainly you see that in Courtney, even though they yes, they are in high school, but Courtney has brought out the best in Moose, and that's that's ultimately what you're looking for in a partner, no matter no matter what it is, no matter who it is. So, um, yeah, I, I like I say, love the artwork, great writing, great scripting, very tight. Uh, the inks are, are really good with with Al Williamson. You know, I feel like we say that all the time, but you know, we we need to say it for repetition's sake because this artwork is really good. Um, I felt like the the series just continues to. I'm not saying hit a stride, but it just continues to to just get a little. It's subtle in how it gets a little better. You you, you see, you you look at issue thirty and you look at issue one and you see the growth of of Pat's pencils, just in that thirty issue span. And yes, there was a couple of fill-ins by our friend Ron Friends, but um, you know, looking at, I mean, you look at even the the cover of issue one and the cover of issue thirty and that it's very similar pose, but it there is differences and you can notice those things. And, and uh, Pat always talk has always, you know, when he, when we talked to him, you know, back in episode three, he talked about always improving his craft. And so you can certainly see it coming out through the page. So um, yeah. All right. So, okay, let's move on to issue 30 and the 30, well, review, no. I'm, 31 or 31, 31, excuse me. Sorry. I was looking at 30. I was changing the banners. Issue 31. Uh, cover date of April 2001. February 28th was the release date. And I forgot to mention that the release date of last issue, that was my bad, uh, was cover date of March of 01, released on January 24th. And I thought so, I said that. I think I said oh, that. Oh, yeah, you said that. Too. You, you yeah. said that. I'm sorry. Uh, so issue opens with Mayday making her first appearance at Stark Global. I love this scene because she just busts in. <laughs> And Stark's like, oh, this is Tuesday. So needless to say, uh, she's wait, she busts in, but I I don't remember her like she doesn't break anything, right? Like she just comes in. Uh she or breaks the door. Actually, okay, she does break the door. Okay. She break, she breaks fine. Door. 20 deserves it. Okay. <laughs> he unfortunately he interrupts or she interrupts uh the uh, video call, a FaceTime call between Tony Stark and the president, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> yikes. Um, needless to say, uh, Stony, Tony security shows up ready to, you know, escort Mayday out the premises, but Tony waves him off, says, look, I've been expecting this. So we get a brief recap of the last couple issues, what's been going on and his interest. And so Mayday is kind of putting two and two together is like, look, I know you sent the, the mysterious guy out. There's obviously a connection when you're sending the Avengers you know, what's the story? So he goes into his side of the project human fly situation with the buzz and talks about how he just wants the buzz to come and turn himself in. They'll talk things over. Mayday still keeps defending the buzz steadfastly. Uh, Mayday ends up leaving and uh, (laughs) the mystery man kind of has to admire her restraint because she didn't bust through the window. She went out through, the stair, the rooftop exit. So May is flying her glider. Uh, for some reason, Tony decides to call the the Fantastic Five. I this is a weird thing for me, which then causes Johnny to call Peter, and Peter is just flabbergasted that Mayday has openly defied him. 
Uh, meanwhile, back at the hideout, uh, May and Normie get to talking, and May's like, "Look, I'm already make I've already made a bunch of mistakes. Why not make some new ones?" So, um, Normie's trying to get her to focus on Brenda and the Raptor situation, but Mayday's like, "Look, let me handle this buzz thing, and then we'll get to Brenda, you know, as soon as we get by." So we then cut to Brenda in her civilian situation where she has, uh, in a, she committed identity theft, made up a fake identity to get a waitressing job, even though she's never had a waitressing Again. job. She's trying Again. to be better. She's trying to be better. She just doesn't know what to do. Doesn't yes, know she, how. She doesn't know how to how to do things. But uh, uh, JJ's with Nancy. And JJ notices Mayday flying by, so he's like, uh, I gotta go. Spider-Girl flying by. Spider-Girl flying by on the glider. Yes, sorry. Uh, to specify. Uh, so, Buzz shows up. And they meet. Mayday tries to talk some sense into him. And he's like, I'm not afraid of the Avengers. He thinks he can take the Avengers on alone. But, of course, they show up. Because that's how <laughs> comics work. So a fight begins to ensue and the mystery man suddenly shoots an energy blast and zaps Stinger. A fight, you know, the, the fight begins to ensue despite Stinger's best efforts. She's trying to like peacefully tell him to calm down, trying to get, trying to give Mayday the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but after Stinger gets, you know, zapped mainframes like J2 and dream, you guys go, go find the shooter and while while the rest of us deal with the prisoners, which Mayday's like, dude, prisoners, like this is escalating quickly. But it's mainframe, so she should expect nothing less. Um, so the fight continues to ensue. Um, at one point, May throws a pumpkin bomb at mainframe to try to short out his units, but uh, tells Freebreeder to take her down when Brenda shows up and actually bails Mayday out. So Raptor is here, and so she's um, trying to help them escape the Avengers begin their pursuit when our mystery man shows back up and says, there's enough talk. I've come to take the buzz into custody, like get out of my way. And so fight Raptor buzz and Mayday continue to run, but like mystery man is just a force of nature, just busting through, through things. Raptor tries to take the fight to him and, and uh, eventually may uh, throws a, a big giant, uh, Ghost bomb at our mystery man. Looks like he's going to be plunging to his death. Buzz decides to save him, but all that's all the reason he did it was to put a disc on him to <laughs> recalibrate his uh, his armor. And uh, so there's not, so basically everything's still functional. Um, and we kind of get the first hint that Tony Stark is the man behind. Our, our mystery man, when we start looking in his eyes, there's some mechanical, optical eye, eye sensors. And uh, Tony Stark is telling our mystery man what to say. So basically, uh, the issue ends with Raptor and Buzz arguing with Mayday in the middle, <laughs> trying to uh, take yeah. care of things. He's like, you you got some stuff you got to deal with, Spider-Girl. We'll see you later. Bye. And just nopes out of there. So that is the end of our issue. Issue thirty-one. I don't. I mean, it, I never took it as a noping out of there. I mean, it was very clearly. Well, yes. Like it's it's it was a calculated thing, right? Because what we're learning here is Tony is playing everybody. Yeah, he's for very his own, for his own accord for what he wants. Mm -hmm. So. So basically, Tony. I mean, 
more or less, Tony lets Buzz keep the suit, but he mm -hmm. takes the specific parts that were Stark International Tech out of the suit. Which well, because that, that was his main goal in the first place. That was the entire situation. Um, and again, the whole thing is, I mean, like, literally my only opinions here were like, you know, <laughs> who boy, uh, but Tony Stark is a jerk and I don't know why he looks like Walt Disney here. Uh, I don't know if that was foreshadowing um, somehow for real life <laughs> events later, or Spider if that was just person. like, I mean, I, or, you know, Hey, I mean, could have happened, but also like it, I don't know. I don't, I think I on the outs on like in other podcasts we've done clearly we're not big comic book tony stark fans um and there's a good reason for that and that's okay because you know heroes can still be jerks too look at nova but uh, yeah it's, and, and the issue here is is like he really gets under my skin here because it's he's so manipulative to the but he doesn't even mind he doesn't even think about the possible casualties and everything like Anex has been through. Uh, yeah. Fantastic Five's been through. All that mm -hmm. he knows that these these are basically kids, and this is all being done for to take some tech out that I can tell you right now, two teenage boys totally didn't realize were there. Yeah, like again, my thought is is that how it, it, Tony. I would have thought would have been monitoring this suit, you know, more well, like because it's Tony and he's, and I get, I don't know if it's fair for me to look at this Tony Stark through the prism of 2000, you know, nineties through no. 2000. Well, I don't think so, but at the same time, it's just, I mean, even taking him at his face value here, it, it doesn't come off well. You come off uneasy. He comes off slightly distrusting. And that's kind yeah. of the way it is. Yeah. You, and, and you don't feel like you could trust Tony Stark after yeah. this issue. And it's and it's definitely true. Like Tony, there's Tony comes across as very swarmy and squirrely. Uh, but I also you know, you mentioned that he looks like Walt Disney. He looks like uh, Walt Disney. Kind of, not like in my, in my like, head. When you wrote that in my head, Ken, I'm like, if anybody would be that egotistical in the Marvel universe to model himself after after Walt Disney, it would be Tony. Like, Tony would be I like, mean, I am. I think it was supposed to look more like Humphrey Bogart or something, but like, my brain goes to Walt Disney. I'm, I mm -hmm. I'm a child of the '90s. Uh, sometimes 1950s actors go over oh. my head oh or actually, 1940s humphrey bogart's like 40 so that's even older yeah anyway <laughs> so, so i mean he he does have a uh I, I just love one of the things i love about tony in this issue is that it like he acts like a, a, a superhero busting through his door is tuesday like it doesn't phase him where everybody else is like reacting because it's been a long time since somebody's probably done this with tony but tony's like oh this is old hat you know, I used to do this on Tuesdays every, you know, every other Tuesday, uh, you know, I would bust down somebody's door. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, you're right. Tony's very manipulative. This is, this is, you know, obviously going to play up later on, but, um, and like we talked about earlier, obviously there's more to the mystery man. We know who we know that there's that Tony is pulling the puppet strings and, and it I just feels like, it's by unfair. This point, yeah. 
it's unfair for him to sit there and manipulate the, the uh, I mean, like randomly calling the F five was kind of weird to me just because like I could understand him calling the Avengers, but it kind of felt like, okay, I called like, it makes me wonder how much Tony knows about spider girl. You know what I mean? Because oh, Tony, yeah. would be the and I don't guy. think we ever, I don't ever think we went fully into that either though. Like, yeah, I know. Like throughout the series, like I don't think that really happened. And the issue though is, is like how much does Tony know about all of them at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? What does he know? What doesn't he know? Because I would think, like, if he was monitoring the Buzz suit, wouldn't he have realized by then it was JJ? You know, and and wouldn't other, he have, wouldn't he have maybe even talked Jameson down if he knew JJ was behind the suit because he knows that hey, you know, he knows a thing or two about trying to protect a secret identity. I, it is interesting to think about. It, it, it's just it's an interesting my thing is, it's just, there's more there, but it's still just coming off. Like, especially as, as this is supposed to be with May's point of view in mind, mm-hmm. he's not, he, he might be a good guy, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good person. So briefly, I'll talk about the cover. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, it's, it's Mayday surrounded by a bunch of he- floating heads. Uh, they used to call this the floating heads of guilt on ASM classics. Uh, but this is just the floating heads of MC2 uh, with the cover. Uh, I really like it. it. It's it's a visually striking cover. Uh, the 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 colors that are used to do it, uh, where you have everybody, but kind of in a green hue, but Mayday's in her usual uh, red and blue and silver colors. You know, it really is visually striking. Um, obviously, the artwork inside is great as usual. Um, it, it's it's interesting to look you talked about this a little bit earlier with issue 30, but you know, these, these issues are a time capsule when you, especially when you're reading the individuals, it's great to read in trades. Don't misunderstand. If you're following along the complete collections, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, because it's but I'm easy. at the point I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm at the point where I feel like some of these ads are throwing you off. What yeah. we're supposed so, to be talking about. Cause you get way too into some of them. Yeah, I, I have in the past. So, but you know, when you're reading these in the individual issues, uh-huh. they, in, if you remember buying them, because like issue 32, I, I remember buying this, you know, off uh, in the back issue uh-huh. thing, um, years, several years ago. I remember uh-huh. reading these, you know, the, they invoke a emotion yeah. that takes you back to that time period if you're reading at the time, but then when you if you're a new reader reading today and these ads you're going what is this all about and, and it's it, you know it, it's interesting to see that and you know through the eyes so when you're reading this in the collections um you're getting you're getting just the pure story whereas if you're reading this in the individual issues you might be like this is kind of it, it definitely sometimes breaks up the overall flow so it definitely reads better in a collection um, but yeah, like I say, I really enjoy the issue. Um, I, I don't like Tony. We don't, we've, we've talked about this and yeah, I, I, I think, I think at this point we've, we've established, but, uh, this is the last time he appears for a long time. That yeah, I can remember. it is. Well, so, yeah, for, think, for a good bit. 
I think he appears like in a cameo for like uh, the the Omega Scroll. Maybe I, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, and like I say, these this is a this is a really solid issue. Um, if you're if you don't have anything else to add, Kelly, I'll start going into the. I I, I think we have uh, I think we've dissected it enough. I think. All right, so we're going to issue thirty-two. Mm-hmm. All right, cover date May two thousand one, released on March twenty-first of two thousand one. Uh, the previous uh, four issues that we've covered tonight have been with Pat Olive and Tom DeFalco, but this issue has a different artist. The cover is done by Pat uh, very clearly, yeah. uh-huh. but the interiors are done by the script, the plot, the pencils are done by our pal Ron Friends. So Ron Friends returns Yay! in this issue. So our issue opens with some thugs being stopped by the Steel Spider. I'll explain Steel Spider when I get to my... I thought because you may not know that this is not a new character. This is actually a, no, a character. They, they do go into his origin a little bit, at least yeah. to bring us up to speed to where he is today. Yes. So uh, he is ready to fight, but the thugs, they're just, they're not, he's not, he's they're, they're, they're wanting to surrender. This causes him to fall into despair. Meanwhile, speaking of, um, Floating heads. Mayday is surrounded by the Parker floating heads of guilt deep in thought when she literally bumps into Courtney. Uh, she tells him what's going on with Moose with the broken leg and because uh, she doesn't actually know about the accident and that everybody went and visited him in the hospital except for May. So um, Davida kind of says, look, I tried to call you a couple different times, but your parents seemed to answer and they were perturbed. So I didn't leave a message. Anyway, we cut to the Grime Lab. Um, Peter's trying to devise a way to get Mayday to not be t- tempted to rejoin the Hero Biz. With the, and one of those ways is to get her to lose her job at the Bugle because he's, you know, trying not to give her any temptation to try to jump out and be a hero. Um, so, meanwhile, back at school, Mayday tries to, you know, talk to JJ, and JJ kind of does to her what she's done to him which is give him the cold shoulder. Uh, she's like, look, I was needing a friend and I could have talked to somebody. So I went and found another one. And so Nancy was there. And so they hook up, you know, get together and they're walking to class. And so, um, or walking to the cafeteria, not, not, not to class, excuse me. So Mayday decides, look, you know, I've, I've messed up in my personal life enough. I need to go mend fences with my spider girl life. So she suits up. And goes to the Avengers compound to try to smooth things over when American dream stops her says, don't go to the compound. Listen, uh, we believe you when everything was going down with J two and I, we were, you know, we were trying to find the, the shooter and we were trying not to get involved with the, with the gratuitous violence. So she gives her, she gives Mayday an update on stinger stingers pretty much fine. Uh, so there she's like, well, you go out on patrol with me. So they decide to go out on patrol. Uh, and together that's what they're doing. So we then cut to um, when Peter was talking to, to, uh, to Phil, he mentioned that MJ was going to talk to Normie to kind of see where he's at, where his head's at. So Normie is very happy that MJ shows up and he talks about, he talks to her about and says, you know, when, you know, MJ kind of mentions that she's getting out of the hero biz um, maybe 
um, that there won't be a spider girl much longer. And they're just happy that, that he's getting the help that he needs. And he goes, look, you know, uh, working with her has been really good for me. I would hate to see a world without a spider girl. And it kind of makes MJ sort of pause and, and kind of consider what the implications would be if there wasn't a spider girl. So meanwhile, we cut back to American dream and mayday. They're out patrolling great full page splash of American dream by uh, Ron. Uh, so American dream starts going into her origin story. And we kind of learn more about how she became the American dream. And so <laughs> Mayday's like, well, that's not, that's a really cool origin story. Mine's just, I woke up one day with powers, but she's like, Hey, what's going on? Then we cut to the hospital where uh, Moose is very morose. I mean, he's very much in a bit of a kind of a personal pit of despair. He doesn't, he doesn't think it anything matters because he's not going to be able to get a scholarship in college. He thinks his, his leg is done and, you know, Brad is trying to talk, talk Moose up and saying, hey, just do the rehab. Even Jimmy is trying to help out, too. And so, you know, Moose says a really prominent line. He goes, it's easy to talk when you're not the one who's facing months of pain and physical therapy. I don't know if I have the strength or courage to fight my way back. And he asked, have you, have you, haven't you backed away from a challenge because it was too hard? And then they decide to have this combined floating thought bubble of may uh, we cut to what caused mayday and American dream to uh, their attention to be averted and their gaze to be averted while they're out patrol. We catch up with steel spider and he's just in a full blown uh, depression, anger, weepy story. And so we get into his actual backstory. So he was a kid when he invented the, uh, his mechanical tentacles. He based them on Dr. Octopus, but he really, he realized he wanted to be a hero like Spider-Man. So this was a, the spectacular spider kid. I think this was a DeFalco friends creation. Ron, if you're still in the comments, be, uh, let me know if that is true or not. Uh, but there was a time where he was actually filling in and he became the steel spider. That was something that happened in the early nineties. Uh, actually, I think it was an issue of unlimited and I think it was actually DeFalco. I think it may have been the same issue as the, um, origin of Dr. Octopus when he became the steel spider for the first time and took that moniker on and even shows that costume in flashback. So he had it all. Uh, he got the trophy wife. He built a tr technology business, but then the tech balloon bubble burst, which is very topical <laughs> as to when this was being taken place. And so everything was lost. He lost everything. So, you know, the, gr the girls are trying to talk to him and talk him up and say, Hey, you know, you know, it's like, you really were a hero. You were an inspiration, but of course the soldiers of the serpent have to show up because they have to cause mayhem and trouble. And so Mayday's like, look, you inspired an entire generation of heroes. And so he starts kind of thinking to himself, maybe, maybe things starts thinking differently about himself. Meanwhile, American dream and Mayday, jump in to the fray and they start taking on the soldiers of the serpent and start fighting when it looks like the big baddie is there and it's looking pretty dire for our two heroes. When steel spider shows up and says, Hey, you ready to rumble? 
And then he makes a wrestling reference, which I'm not going to. He basically quotes The Rock. Uh, and Steel Spider, boom, knocks knocks the head of the, season, uh, of the serpent, uh, Soldiers of the Serpent, into next week with his <laughs> with his giant snake contraption. And uh, uh, Mayday uses her webbing to wrap things up. And so uh, the, the girls want to hear his, his war stories. And yeah. the time he took on the septic sentinel. And a few hours later, Mayday is flying home. When who, who looks out the window, but Moose and he's like, why is she on the stupid goblin glider? And that's when, you know, Jimmy's like, she has, she's been fighting without power. Jimmy and, and Brad were like, she's been fighting without her spire powers. And so spider girl inspires Moose to, to keep moving on. So we then get to the final scene of the issue. And, uh, the final scene of the issue is Peter, going to visit the bugle for the first time in a long time. And Peter, Peter and JJ are, you know, kind of re remaking each other's acquaintances. So Peter's trying to, you know, butter JJ up to kind of break the bad news that he's, you know, wanting to ask for Mayday to resign her position at the bugle. When suddenly someone is sitting out the window and Peter's like, it's not possible. And, <laughs> He's like, it can't be you, not after all this time. And so we have somebody dressed up as the amazing Spider-Man. That is our final splash page of Ooh. the issue. The end for now. And I don't think that this was supposed to be like a final issue thing. Because yeah. obviously the very next page is <laughs> the cover issue 33. But uh, that actually ends and uh, a multitude of things. This is the uh, last of the issues. As Vinkman says in the comments, says these last these five issues are the last ones to have the Marvel Comics 2 logo in the corner box. And this also ends Volume 2. So we have now gotten through the complete collection, Volume 2. So, Kelly, yeah. your thoughts? I mean, obviously, I love the artwork. Um but I, I have a little bit of a Ron Friends bias because I love all of his artwork. And, you know, but the art's really dynamic here. I really, I really like it, uh, especially like, you know, going in and reading uh, throughout the week, you know, just seeing something a little bit different as much as I do like um, Pat's art. This was, you know, it, I really like this. I like the artwork in this issue a lot. It's a different feel. Um, I do hate that, you know, maybe spider time is getting the way of her social life, but it is the consequence of being a superhero with a secret identity. You don't get off the hook, uh, if your friends don't know what's going on. And, you know, then there's that duality with it too, where since the audience knows JJ is the buzz, you know, we know he's gone through things that he's needed friends for. And while May was there in one way as spider girl, he doesn't know that and only knows that Nancy was there for, for him when he needed her, which really sucks. Uh, so poor May. But, you know, again, that's kind of, it's a consequence of that life. It's a fallback. I mean, it's, it's not always, you know, it's not always going to be good things in being a superhero. There's a lot of hard truths to it when you're trying to keep a secret identity. Um, obviously, I really love that we get Shannon's backstory 
and the splash page. I mean, what does this new Spider-Man mean? And I put my best guess is trouble, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. The the bit with JJ and May, mm-hmm. uh, that is the Parker Luck personified. To me, there's she a lot of people... Never truly like... I mean, here's my thing, too, though. She never truly liked JJ until... Yeah. You know, because the whole issue was, like, she went with JJ because Brad wouldn't ask her out. Right. And then they started going out because Brad basically started dating Heather. Mm-hmm. But, like, May was kind of on the fence of it the whole time. Not Not saying necessarily she wasn't into him. It was just more of a... I'll see where this goes versus, yeah. you know, and I guess a, a true intention of dating him. She didn't really have a crush on him, so to speak. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, now that he's kind of pulling away, she's like, whoa, wait, what? Not realizing that she really didn't do a whole lot to, to check in while everything else is going on, which I mean, serious stuff's going down. She lost her powers. That's horrible. But you can't tell anybody about it. Yeah, I exactly. It's it's one of those things where the the burden of the responsibility, yeah, you start to see it affect that social circle, mm-hmm. and you know it gets better and it has ebbs and flows when you when you read this yeah. series throughout it all. But this is definitely a low point, um, you know. And and uh, Steel Spider. Uh, is a great uh, character to the, to the MC two mythos. It's a character that was on the young side in the six one six. And from the cutoff where, whenever that is, you know, he would still be a fairly young hero and would have teamed up with Nova and J two and Jubilee and, and all those. So it's nice to get that, you know, the hidden years of the, of the MC two in there. Uh, the story of him, very relatable, at the time of this being published in, in mm-hmm. 2001, the dot-com bubble was very, very prevalent. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, that was uh, year 2000. The The stock market had really been heavily speculative with dot-coms, with you know, pets.com and all those. Um, almost like the modern-day junk bonds, which is how Marvel was gotten to the bankruptcy that they got into. Um, and so it's interesting. Also, if you're, if you have this individual issue, once again, the, uh, the bottom credits are mis are mislabeled. It says DeFalco, Olive and Williamson, but inside it is Al Williamson still the anchor. Which I think this is the first time and maybe only time that Ron gets inked by Al, but I, I'll have to double check and go back and double check. But like Vinkman said, yes, this is an end of an era because the MC2 moniker and the trade dress itself uh, is going to change starting with this issue. So the changes we're seeing, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you're starting to see that start to form now. And, and yeah. uh, there's certainly, there's certainly going to be a change across the Marvel uh, imprint. The Every, every uh, cover is going to change and there are going to be some subtle differences which we'll definitely talk about in the next episode. But yeah, I, I like this issue. I like that American dream, you know, 
uh, and and made. I just like their relationship. I, I, I to me, I view Stinger and American Dream in the same way you could view Peter and uh, uh, Daredevil and Johnny. Okay, they're they're all good. You know, the three of them now. Daredevil not as much lately, but historically speaking, especially in the eighties and nineties. They were good friends and even 60s. You know, Johnny, they are becoming good friends. And I kind of feel that same way with Stinger and American Dream and how and how their friendship's growing. But anyway, Kelly. They they were always respect my whole yeah. thing with Sting like Stinger and American Dream and Spider Girl, the three of them never felt the need to compete with one another <sighs> or fight unneedingly. Like they all kind of just went, okay. You're doing this. I'm doing this. Cool. We'll we'll do this. And you know that's I really like that aspect of it versus you know when you talk about like Johnny and Pete, they they like to fight. Yeah, they are. They're it's more different. Like it, there's there's an inherent amount of just respect for what they do and respect for who they are, and being willing to work with that and you know it's, it's kind of that that whole cringy stuff on the internet like queens uh you know queens respect queens or you know whatever like you don't uh tear someone's crown off whatever you know that right. stuff that it's it's just there's it's a respect there and so that's where their friendship is is it's built upon mutual respect and understanding and i i really appreciate that because they always the three of them always kind of have each other's backs, which is really good. Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot more to say on this issue that I haven't already said. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love this issue, but. So we'll take some comments from the, uh, from the, from our people that are watching right now. For those sure. of you watching Facebook and YouTube, leave us some comments. If you got any questions for us, just flip in the chat. Uh, Vinkman had to leave. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that's fine. You can catch it on YouTube. And then when you finish the audio, it should be on all of the podcatchers like Apple and Spotify. Um, Well, I guess while I wait on a question, if we get any questions, um, you know, next episode, which I think unless there is something going on, I think it should be next Friday on the 30th. um, We're going to go through issues 33 and 38. So instead of just the five issues like we've been doing, it's going to be six just because I did not want to end on, um, I didn't really want to end on 37 because that is a weird cliffhanger that did not feel right. Um, so we're going to end it on 38. And yeah. you know, we'll we'll learn more about this mysterious Spider-Man. May's going to get her powers back. A new crime underworld figure comes into play and that is literally the exact phrase that marvel unlimited uses i mean it, it's it's an it's a new it's a new crime boss comes into play and starts to fight uh starts to start up a gang war with the kingpin normie does something a little crazy and may's going to be a what so i guess we'll just have to discuss it more on the next episode um yeah i'm i'm really excited we're we're really like i mean we are chugging along here and i'm i'm excited to get into these sets of stories because i think that this is really where thing stakes get uh 
get high pretty fast after uh, this, you know, after this story, really, like things start to really heat up for May uh, and Spider-Girl. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that whole splash page thing, because definitely the end of, uh, of 30, you know, uh, 37, or 38, excuse me, it, it has that final splash page and kind of kind of feels a little finality. Yeah, uh, to that it. was that's uh, I was going to talk to you about that in in uh, our planning on if that because I felt like that one did feel like almost like the end there for sure. I think this was the first truly organized, and I'll 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 talk with the with the guys and yeah. see if they. Uh, with like Jeffers and and if you guys are listening, shoot us an email, shoot us a shoot us a DM, yeah, totally, and let us know. But I almost paused if this was the first time that there was a more organized campaign with the Save Spider Girl, uh, because of all the chaos going on at Marvel, um, which I alluded to at the beginning of this episode, and I can kind of get into a little bit more because we'll talk about the trade dress and all, all the changes that were being made. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be covering if you're, you know, deciding to do the digests as well as the complete collections, we'll start complete collection volume three next episode. Yes. Uh, we'll so good thing it's out now. Yeah, exactly. We find that. Yeah. Like Amazon's almost about to sell out. I yeah. mean, you, you gotta go pick it up. News, that is really great news for, well, for, we don't, we don't know how many they ordered the first place, but Hey. Hopefully it was enough. Like, and also if it sold out and the fact that like I've, I've watched uh, volumes one and two also sell out uh, throughout 2020 and they've had to get more in stock. And of course this is Amazon. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not a small mom and pop shop that I would prefer to get my stuff at, at a local comic book stop, uh, shop. But when they're known big name sellers like this, it does kind, it does kind of weigh a little bit more because it means that, I mean, they are truly selling them if they're out of the warehouse like that. So this, it's a good thing, guys. And I mean, seriously, buy it if you don't have it yet. Um, it's if a you, lot of if fun. You got the money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go buy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if we're following, following along in the digest, we'll be finishing up volume six, starting into volume seven. I'm trying to remember also when the Scholastic deal started. So I'll try to go look and find when that yeah. uh, those were being published and what, and I think I've got, I can find that on uh, Black's Amazing World. I do. I mean, I do remember, I would say, I would say 2001, 2002 for sure. I remember yeah. them being at the book fair then. So, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll actually get all the way through volume seven uh, next episode of the digests start on volume three of the complete collections. So, um, yeah, we so we are definitely getting there. So yeah, so it doesn't yeah. look like we have any questions, and that is a okay. Um, That's so okay. I think I think we can end it here, you guys. But we will definitely be back next week. Um, you know, unless apocalypse pending, because <laughs> it's not this like I didn't near this. Yeah, it's not like it hasn't always been. But apocalypse pending, we will be here next week on April 30th yeah. and we will go through these six issues uh, that we just discussed and go starting on complete collection volume three. 
and we will see you guys next time. Yeah, be sure to like, share, and subscribe on the channel. Uh, that way you can get notified because we're going to try to plan these out and have them ready to go, the streams. You can always go to spidey-dude.com slash events. Once we have all the scheduling done, we'll be putting them all up on there. But if you follow along on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube, you'll get the notifications of when we're going to be going well, live. you got to hit the notification and bell, and even then sometimes it doesn't work. But That's true. That's true. But always check back because we try to stream. We're doing Spider-Dude Experience every other week. Uh, we'll continue that schedule. Um, and if we have schedule changes, the best place is to go to spideydude.com slash events. I will keep that updated. I've, I did a pretty good job this month of keeping that updated. Uh, we'll have next week's stream ready to go starting with April 30th. And then we'll have the month of May and uh, definitely at least have that for you guys uh, and the scheduling. There's not as much stuff going on during May, so it should be much more consistent. Uh, and can, and so we don't have crazy things going on. Well, uh, well, we'll at least for make my May day, we will discuss that. Cause I know at least two weeks where we're going to have to schedule a different time than Friday for me. Okay. But that's, that's yeah. So we'll yeah. figure that out. And, and, it will have the calendar updated on spideydude.com. Mm -hmm. The thing with Facebook is, is I have to do it a week out or less than seven days before the stream. It won't let me do it further than that with YouTube. At least I can schedule them. However, on whatever dates, however far out. So if you like share and subscribe on YouTube, then you'll have, you know, that's what I'm going to be basing the events calendar on is the YouTube. And then when we get closer to the, to the time on Facebook, I'll update the Facebook page, but be sure to like us on Facebook at Spidey dude network on Facebook, follow Kelly on TikTok and Twitter at make mine mayday. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Spidey dude radio at Spidey dude network on Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. That's the, uh, place to find you. Know, if you want to leave us a voicemail to play on the next episode, leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. Tell us where you're from. What show you're calling about. You don't have to tell us where they're from if they don't want to. If you don't want it to, you just tell, just give us your name and and what show you're calling about. You don't have to tell me what tell us where you're from, but uh, but yeah, tell us your name and and what uh, and leave your comment and we'll play it on the show. Uh, you can always leave a uh, Kelly an email at makemymayday at gmail .com, or you can contact me out uh, no matter what the show is at Spidey Radio Network at gmail .com as well. Follow uh, go on to Reddit r slash Spider Girl. And don't, uh, uh, don't put the S on there though. That's, that's yeah. a whole different subreddit and you don't want to go there, but we're spider girl. Um, great group of people. We have a lot of fun. So Absolutely. join us. So go, go check that out. Also, uh, join our discord. Uh, the front links on the front page, discord, uh, our discord link. We have the, we have a Mayday's hangout specifically for talking about make mine Mayday. Uh, we're working on whenever we go live, letting everybody know via discord me and Neil are working on that, but we haven't got that squared away yet. So when that comes, uh, that'll be there. If you want to also, uh, go to our front page of spidey-dude.com. We, that's where we'll be updating all the audio, uh, versions of the show, as well as we got, re uh, reviews, of amazing Spider-Man. If you want to follow that, uh, by our good friend, uh, 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 uh I just blanked, but our, our review. Brian. Brian, thank you. Thank you. I just, I had a brain really? for a second there. Brian. I know. I'm sorry, Brian. My bad, Brian. So 
Brian, yeah, follow Brian on our front page. Amazing Spider-Man reviewer. Great. He's doing a great job. I'm really enjoying his reviews. Uh, so thank you again to him. Of course, go to patreon.com. If you want to support the show, support the show, patreon.com slash Spidey network. Thanks again to Vinkman. Thanks again to Scott. And we will see you guys next time here on make mine. My day. Bye guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of make mine Mayday. If you are the audio listener, which is what you're getting this audio from, thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. Once again, I want to thank everybody that participated on our live streams. If you want to know more about that, go to spidey-dude.com slash events, and that will give you all the information on all our upcoming shows, all our upcoming episodes. And so we will do it that way. If you like this show, let us know course by leaving that five-star review but you can always leave us an email at makemindmayday at gmail.com or at network at gmail.com cc us that way we both can get it or we don't forget it and read it live on the next episode that you listen to if you want to get these audio versions early you can always get them early at patreon.com slash network. we will be posting them on the patreon page only for our patrons so check that out You'll be getting them 48 hours after the release of the latest episode. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you shall have them by Monday on a Friday. If we're recording on a Friday, we're, you'll have them by Monday. If we're recording on a Wednesday, you'll have them by that Friday. So be sure to also check out the other shows on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Shows like Amazing Spider-Man Classics. It is almost time for Season 1 to end and Season 2 to begin. Can't wait for you guys to hear what Season 2 is going to sound like course you can also listen to the recently completed spectacular radio spectacular radio is the show about the spectacular spider-man cartoon 26 episodes of fans covering it 26 episodes of interviews with greg wiseman the, the executive producer of the series of course you can also listen to if you're a clone saga fan or you want to get some more context of stuff like that happens in Mayday's world where there's clone-related stuff, you can always listen to Clone Saga Chronicles. So that is the original show on the Spidey Dude Radio Network, our original flagship show, but we also have our newest flagship show, which is Spidey Dude Experience. Every Wednesday that there is a new issue of Amazing Spider-Man, there's a new episode of Spidey Dude Experience. They're broadcast live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, just like this show, Make Mind Mayday. So thank you for listening. Be sure to follow our social medias at Spidey Dude Radio, at Make Mind Mayday on Twitter, at Spidey Network on Instagram and Facebook. And that is, of course, the URL to our Patreon page. Thanks again to Scott and Vinkman for your support, and we will see you all next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.